Welcome to the show. Today we're talking about Fallout 3. Ooh. Ooh. Fallout 3 is a game. It has a, a story. It, who cares what the story is? This is a Bethesda game. So I what happens is I play the game all wrong, it turns out. Because I played through and I had never played Fallout 3 before and I had to play it for the show. So I said, I'm just going to power through this thing. Yeah. And it was completely unsatisfying. And I thought the story was stupid. Let me just say, hold on. Let me say this at the top. <laughs> um, if you don't want spoilers for the game, um, we're probably going to spoil the mechanics and the story and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So you may not want to listen to this episode until after you play the game. However, I will tell you, uh, do I recommend it? Well, 12.4 million people bought copies of the game, so yeah, I'd recommend it. You should you should buy it and play it because you might love it, and a lot yeah. of people do love it. Would I recommend it because I think that this is a great game with an uh, incredible storyline, very deep and immersive role-playing experience that you will enjoy. If you enjoyed Fallout 1 and 2, I would not Yeah, yeah. because that's not how I feel about it. It's a very it. different game. But a lot of people love it, so go try it. Back to the game. Kevin, <laughs> before we get into it, what is your overall take on the game? Did you, first of all, did you enjoy the game? Yeah, I like it. Um, is this the first time you played through it? No, you've played through no, it I've before. I've played through it a few okay. times, actually. Okay, so you've played through it a few times. You've got more experience with it than me. Now, Nate. it's been years and years uh, since I played it. My copy is an actual, well, my original copy. I bought the Game of the Year edition for this one. Yeah. Me my too. copy is, is actually in storage, it's a disc copy of the game. Yeah. It doesn't have any DLC or anything. Um, I like it. I mean, like you said, it's not, it doesn't have a great story. <laughs> I'm actually Mod glad. Modern, modern Bethesda does not care. I mean, there's kind of two Bethesdas, but Modern yeah. Bethesda does not really care about that. Yes, I'm glad that I'm. I'm glad that I can talk about this game with you because you yeah. have a lot more Bethesda experience than yeah, me. Yeah. I've played Daggerfall. I did not play Oblivion, Morrowind, yeah. Skyrim, uh, any of that, and so Fallout Three. You know, I've listened to people talk about Bethesda games. I feel like I understand them a little yeah. bit, but not from personal experience. And it seems like Fallout 3 has all the issues of the Bethesda game. Let's just get into it on a high level. Yeah. Okay. Talk about our general impressions of the game. And then we're going to get into nitpickier stuff. So we're going to start. Oh, let's start with the over, overall view. Um, I guess I sort of liked it because I kept playing it. If I really hated it, I would have stopped. Yeah. And then I would have come on this podcast and told you why it was so terrible I couldn't stop playing. Yeah, yeah. But Bethesda, it's a weird combination of a very playable game, which does that make it a good game? Maybe. But also a terrible game at the same time. It's weirdly no, good and bad at once. And that's kind of, it's kind of broadly Bethesda in general. There's sort of, I'm not going to give you a, a huge history lesson or anything like that. There's kind of two Bethesdas a little bit. Okay. There's pre-Morwen Bethesda and there's post-Morwen Bethesda. They're like different sets of people that worked on the games, like the old games like Daggerfall and stuff like that. Okay, so they had like a huge staff turnover yeah, and around old, that time. The old games, uh, you had like Julian LaFay and Mark A. Jones hmm. working on those old games. And then Morrowind is where you get like Todd Howard and those guys coming in and start taking over stuff. And that's when it starts to become like, I mean, they're already janky weird games anyway, but that's when they really start to focus on like making really polished I'm using air quotes here. Polished games, something that's more for pro the masses. I yeah, would say it's very. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah a, because it's a you're product. talking about Morrowind and Oblivion and stuff, and I think the general consensus is, and tell me if you agree, that 
as the games, as you get uh, more games, they become more stripped down, easier, yes. and yeah. uh, more they appeal more to the masses because they're easier to play. Yeah, I but think you're stripping uh, out options. Yeah, I think Morrowind was the last game with all those old guys in it, and they liked having huge. You know, you had Daggerfall, which is a huge world. You have tons of skills mm-hmm. that didn't all get implemented well, but it was like you know had this sort of attempt to make a huge game. And then when you get into like the Todd Howard, I'm using Todd Howard. He's not the only person. But he's the face. This. Yeah, he's I mean, he's the, the one who delivers yeah. all the Bethesda When I say talks. Todd Howard, you know what I mean. Yes. He's, a, he's, a, he's a, a shorthand for the whole new crew. Yeah, this is yeah. the point where they're starting to streamline stuff, and they're really making things into, like, palatable products. They can I be gotcha. sold at mass, too. That's sort of what happened to, to millions of Final people. Fantasy. Like, as I was growing up, I was playing Final Fantasy games. Yeah. And you had the same basic uh, core crew working on the games up until about nine. And then 9 to 10, that's when you sort of have a changing of the guard. I, I, maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's the way it is in my head. Yeah. And you can tell with uh, Part 10 that it's a different company and a different game. Oh, yeah. So I guess, uh, you know, Bethesda's the same way. And Fallout 3 feels like a 100% Bethesda game. Yeah. Because it's got all that Bethesda nonsense. First of all, <laughs> the main story doesn't matter. And I think I started to say this, but... I played it all wrong because I was just trying to get through it for the podcast. Yeah. But it turns out the way that you are supposed to play Bethesda games is you don't worry about the main story. You just start walking and you start talking to people and you start exploring things and you just see what you can find. Yeah, yeah. look, this is the Bethesda gameplay loop. Oh, here's the main story. I'll go do a little bit of that. And then you just go wander around for 30 hours and you're like, oh, let me continue the main quest a little bit. Because at the beginning of Fallout 3, yeah. I, had, I knew nothing about it. So yeah. I had no idea what to do. So I was literally just wandering around talking to people, and <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. myself in a situation. I was telling you about that thing with the uh, Brotherhood that I yeah. – you told me I went into a DLC. I had no idea. I was just wandering around, yep. and I found myself in the middle of a firefight between the Brotherhood <laughs> and uh, uh, super – almost said space mutants. Space super mutants. mutants. <laughs> yeah. And I help them out, and I end up in their, uh, their place, and then they – for reasons that make no sense but just exist to move along the story, I have to be inserted into some simulation yeah, yeah. to do this thing for the Brotherhood, and I do it, and I get out, and then there's a betrayal, and I'm involved in the middle of a firefight, <laughs> and I jump into some power armor and grab a bunch of weapons. Next thing you know, I'm just a couple hours in the game, and I've already got power armor yeah. and a Gauss well, rifle. I didn't say anything about it because I knew you hadn't played it, but when you told me in a Twitter message or something really early on that he got power armor, I was like, what the f***? <laughs> That explains it. Yeah, that's DLC. Yeah, uh, and I <laughs> was just I wandering the around DLC this time. Yeah, yeah. The man, the first two hours of the game, and this also, I told you, I didn't realize they were quest markers. Yeah. So I was just playing it like any per, <laughs> like the original Fallout games didn't have quest markers, so you yeah. just had to talk to people and and walk around and figure stuff out, and that's yeah. the way I was playing Fallout Three for a few hours, and I found myself in the midst of this maze of metro tunnels. Yep. Which was awful, because I was just going from one There's metro tunnel yeah. to the other trying to find... What, what happened was I was trying to find Galaxy News Radio, and I, I guess I was just sort of zigging when I should have zagged, and I was going everywhere around it, but yeah. not to the actual one place I needed to go. And it turned into a thing. It's easy to do. So Fallout is a very playable game that a lot of people play, and a lot of people insist that it's an excellent game and a masterpiece, or... 
A lot of people say, look, I know it's got problems, but I, I don't know what to tell you. I just like to play it. No, that that's... The, <laughs> it's like a that, cell phone That's game. the correct answer. It's like a cell yeah, yeah. phone game because you're walking through yeah. and it's subtle. But when you think about what's happening to you, you realize that Todd Howard is playing you like a violin. <laughs> yeah. You pick something up and you hear a cha-ching. Every time you kill a yep. bad guy, cha-ching. You hear this cash no. register sound. And the little you see a you see a progress bear bar pop up on your yep. screen and it moves over just a little bit. And there's just man, there's just something comical about it. I don't know, just the way they do stuff. I I I think I told you this in a message or something like that. This is this has a special status for me. It's the only game I sometimes play like a complete psycho. Yeah. There's or no you're other just game going where around I do that. doing nut. I would literally stuff. just make a character and just like be a complete psycho with it. Like blow up Megaton, but not for the money, just to do it. <laughs> just to do it. Because God almighty. There's just something so funny about when you have a combat shotgun. Yeah. And like somebody comes up to you and says, Oh, thanks for helping us out. You're like, no problem. They turn around, and you just shoot them in the back of the head. <laughs> First off, that oh is my the God. fun. That's the GTA joy of yes. these Bethesda games. Is no. seeing how you can break it to pieces. You God, they turn around, you just shoot them in the back of the head. Their head explodes in a million pieces. First off, this is a comic gold. Their head explodes in a thousand pieces, and it says in the upper left half, upper left hand corner, "Oh, their head is crippled." Yeah, like, yeah, no shit, buddy. <laughs> it's it plays, so bizarre. It plays the "you lost karma" sound, then the "cha-ching" experience sound, and yeah. it kills me every time. It's so weird. The combat is so weird. Yeah. This gameplay, okay, so if you've played the original Fallout 1 and Fallout 2, and by the way, we did episodes on those, so go back yep. and check them out if you have any interest in uh, in hearing people discuss the games or if you don't know anything about them and want to get a sort of a flavor of what they're all about but Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 are classic computer role-playing games and they are role-playing games because you can go through the entire first game without fighting and a gigantic portion of the second game though the second game does require you to at least fight the last boss and I think something else that I can't think of off the top of my head but anyway you are forced into some combat yeah it's definitely more requiring too but the game was also full of weird quests, uh, uh, quests like a ghost has lost her locket. Yeah. And you bring her peace by bringing the locket back. But you can but you can get even more points if you take her remains and then bury them in the graveyard. Hmm. No combat involved in any of that. Yeah. There's another quest where um, you can go to New Vegas. A New Vegas. New Reno. Yeah. You can do all kinds of stuff there. You can become a porn star if you want. Yep. Or the fluffer. Yeah. Or depending on your charisma and, all, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you could be a boxer. Yep. You can become that. Now that is combat, but it's you know a li- little bit of a different thing. Yeah. You can do things like um, I'm trying to think back of all the quests in Fallout One. You can somebody has a I think someone in that game had a well that needed to be repaired, and you can repair that. And get the water yeah, working so. for the town. I think there are a like bunch that. of wells in that game for some reason. There are local raiders who kidnapped a young girl, mm-hmm. and you can go in there and blow them all away, or you can pay for her, pay a ransom, or you can sneak in and yeah. and and uh, uh, spirit her away without anybody knowing if you've got the right skills. So it was a game that uh, really depended on its skills to create uh, lots of different ways to play the game. Fallout 3, on the other hand, is a looter shooter. Yeah. It is full of stuff. If you are a hoarder, you can live out your hoarding fantasy in this game because you get a dwelling or a house, whatever. Yeah. And it's full. You walk around and then, oh, here's a spoon. Here's scrap metal. Here are cups. Here is a plunger. 
things that you do not need and don't sell. I yeah, mean, yeah. guess you could sell them for a bottle cap if you wanted to. Uh, so you could just take all that stuff and you could fill your house up to the top if you have a hoarding problem yeah. and you want to express yourself in this game. Fallout 3 <laughs> is the game for you. Just you, go around and collect the, all uh, the junk. You can build the rocket launcher and just shoot all the junk you got. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't you, can you make one that actually shoots little junk? Yeah, it just junk. shoots junk. Yeah, yeah. Something funny about the missile launcher. All right, hold on. We'll get into funny stuff later. I, yeah. I won't get into that. I've got a lot of funny, weird things that I want to talk about with the game. But anyway, if you don't know, Fallout 3 takes place after Fallout 2 chronologically. It is something like 200 years after the, the events that kick off the first game. Yeah. We are still in an apocalyptic wasteland. You play a person who was born and raised in a vault, and on their, what was it, 16th, 18th? I think it's 18th. 18 years old, I think. Uh, suddenly, uh, your dad leaves, and now the people who run the vault are trying to find you and maybe kill you, and you've got to get out of there. So you escape, and you're looking for your dad. That's the premise of the whole game. Yep. For a good chunk of it is you just walking around and you're always one step behind him so you go to the first logical town and you do some quests and they're like oh we saw a guy and he went here and blah 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 and you're just following the the breadcrumbs until you finally reach yeah your dad and most of what you'll be doing is walking around in the wasteland and getting shot from a quarter mile away <laughs> by uh, mercenaries or uh, mutants or what's funny is Let's, let's talk about some of these monsters a little bit for just a second. All right. The first game, you fought lots of mole rats. And yeah. they were little bitty things, and they were very slow, and they were yeah, yeah. like a beginner enemy, and you could kill them all day, and who cares? I remember playing Fallout 3, the very first mole rat I saw, that thing was moving so freaking fast. <laughs> it scared me. It's funny. It, it was in my face. And, and uh, you know, you this is a 3D it, yeah. shooter, so I'm, like, trying to aim at it and hit yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Missing. <laughs> shooting yep. everywhere except the rat because this thing is in my face. Open up vats, aim for the head. That Sometimes. is one good thing I like <laughs> about vats is because... Like, the ghouls are so fast. And so I'll yeah. shoot them from far away, but then when they get close, I'll hit that V button, bring up the vats. And yep. when they're that close, you're not going to miss their head. And you just use all your action points. Head, 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 yep. head, 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 <laughs> and boom, they did. No, yeah, it definitely helps, especially if, you, yeah, if you're not, like, uh, great at first-person shooters like I am definitely not. I always snipe a lot in these games. Yeah. I, well, I use a hunting rifle for the entire game, and I also use a sniper rifle. Yeah, I... Uh, I had all kinds of weapons. I had so many weapons. I did too. And I actually used a walkthrough. Not not a walkthrough. I used a guide for building a character because Fallout is a game, like the original two games, there's so many skills. Yeah. You would not know what to put points in. And it's like, I want to get a half-decent experience of this game, so I want to just read and see what is a good way to set up a character so that you can do things in the game. And I ended up putting points in repair, speech, and... Uh, barter? Barter, yeah. yeah. And it's like, I never would have put points into barter yeah. or repair. But it turns out, the first two games, uh, repair was something totally different. You would use it on yeah, things it in, like the, in the environment yeah. to fix things. Then that, I guess you probably use it that way in this game somewhere, but I didn't. Um, but it's just used to repair your weapons, which are always in danger of yeah. breaking. No, you need that. Yeah, so I had a high repair skill. My speech was maxed Ooh. out almost immediately within just a few yeah. levels because I was just dumping points. But what I did not put any points into was guns. 
Now, in the first two Fallout yeah. games, you had to put points in your guns or you were useless. Yeah. I, I think I finished the game with like 20 small guns, and it didn't matter <laughs> at all because you're just aiming and shooting. Interesting. Or yeah. I'm using vats when I'm so close, it, there's no way I can miss anyway, yeah. so it doesn't matter. I think I did put some points in guns, but I stopped at some point. Yeah. I think I had like 60 or something. This is a very different game than Fallout 1 and Fallout 2. It's got a little bit of the same aesthetic. It's got sort of the 50s thing going on. Yeah. But you do wonder, after 200 years, shouldn't they cl- have some of this shit cleaned up? I mean, the whole place is a yeah. mess. Everything is rubble. All these buildings are a complete disaster. And you're like, I don't know, 200 years. Think about I, it. I don't disagree entirely, yeah. although in some of the... And this is one of the things I think Bethesda did correctly, is when they took over the games, you know, the Fallout 1, 2, and New Vegas take place on the West Coast. Uh-huh. But Bethesda's games take place on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the lore of the games, everything was, like, hit a lot harder. With right. The bombs on the East Coast. Yeah, you're actually in Washington, yeah, D.C. And a funny thing, you know, like literally yesterday, I was like, you know, I, it just occurred to me I've never been to the White House in this game. I was oh, like, I so, didn't go there either. I was like, so I went to the White House and it was just a hole in the ground. I was yeah. like, oh, you know, I guess that makes sense, actually. That, you know, they would nuke it directly. Right. That would make sense. That'd be one of your first targets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got to where it said the White House. I was like, where is it? I was like, oh, yeah. I'm just thinking about, okay, let's do some math. 1822. What was it like in 1822? And what all has happened between 1822 and today? And I feel like the wasteland would look a little different in 200 years. No, Uh, I I agree, actually. It's it's not a big, it's not a huge point. I mean, who cares? It's just a setting for the game. You know, it didn't ruin my my enjoyment of the game. But I did think about it. You know, it's like everything's just a little too messed up. Yeah. And it's funny because there's a combination of that 50s vibe, which you would think they have 50s technology, but they also have artificial intelligence and uh, yeah. sentient robots and things like that walking around. So it's kind of its own weird world of uh, scientific future tech mixed with yeah. uh, 50s technology. It's weird. It's its own thing. It probably doesn't yeah, make any get, sense. Get but the, it's too much. Fallout. Although Bethesda did introduce one thing that bugs the shit out of me. Because I think it doesn't fit with the aesthetic a lot in Fallout 3 and 4. Mm. That is, uh, they have androids in them. The synths, know. right? Yeah, well, in Fallout 4, they're the synths. In this game, there's just a, there's a quest that has an android. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did not yeah. complete that quest. Actually, it's funny because I accidentally did most of it. I found some kid who gave me some information, and then I found some holotape yeah. that talked about it, but I never finished the quest. Yeah. Um, yeah, an I android. I think I did. I just told the guy. An android that's dead. so real that can, he can pass for human. Yeah. yeah. Which With bugs me because it's like, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't gel with the Fallout <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Where all the computers still like giant, like vacuum tube using. Yeah, like, think about monsters. Fallout One. The level of technology they had. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they had. I power mean, the way, armor. the way Tim Kaine put it, it's like it's clearly the future, but it looks like the fifties. It's really sort of steam steampunk meets the fifties. Yeah. That's the that's the uh, tech aesthetic of yeah, Fallout. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you enjoy the colors green, brown, tan, taupe. <laughs> Uh, that kind of stuff, you'll love the graphics of Fallout. I would love to play the game again with a mod that changed the colors because, man, I just hated that green tinge yeah. to everything. It's a little, it's a little oppressive after a while. You know, the first two games created an apocalyptic wasteland while also using lots of beautiful color. Yeah. And something that bothered me, too, is you go to Megaton. That's the first town you're probably going to go to after the game starts. And... No matter how much I walk around Megaton, I still don't feel like I have a visual grasp of the land. Yeah. 
everything runs together. Everything just sort of looks the same, except for that bomb that's in the center of town. And by the way, <laughs> why would you ever build a town? Do they explain why they build a town around the bomb? I know uh, there's a cult there that worships it. Did they? I feel like there was some explanation for it, but I don't remember. There probably was that I missed or had blocked out. But yeah, I'm yeah. just thinking, why in the world would these people be here around yeah. an unexploded no, bomb? It, it doesn't make any sense. It's just silliness just to set the, the game up. Yeah, yeah. But no matter how much I walked around that town, I just didn't. It just didn't visually click with me. Like in the original Fallout, uh, everything made perfect visual sense instantly. Yeah. And I do miss the sprite graphics. They there was a certain charm that came with those sprite graphics and old sprite graphics, so that they're not too many colors and they're kind of dithered. Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's sort of a roughness about the graphics anyway. And then we moved to 3D and everything's green. And everything sort of looks the same. And the Bethesda humans look... You, I feel like Todd Howard <laughs> hates... All right. Well, let's, not, let, let's not get into the weirdness quite yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the way the game works is you do these quests and whatever, but you don't have as many skills as you used to have. Yeah. So it's mostly just you go to a place and you shoot some things. And if you've got lock picking, you can open some stuff. Yeah, yeah. And if you've got science, you can go into computer terminals and find some stuff. But other than that, you're just shooting stuff. So it's really, this has become, it's changed from a role-playing game to a shooter, an yeah, FPS, yeah. with role-playing elements. Yeah. It's what it feels like. Yeah, it's just a shooter, and they're trying to make it, you know, basically as fun as possible without really worrying about too much else. So every part of it is just designed to be immediately sort of satisfying. Yeah, I'm I'm dissatisfied with it overall, but I know a lot yeah. of people like it. So you might like it. I don't know. But going from well, one the, and two into yeah. three, I was like, man, this is just not the same. The way the game gets praised is weird sometimes. Because like, yeah. like I said, <laughs> in my opinion, the correct answer is it's a fun game, but don't think about it too hard. <laughs> just enjoy uh, yeah. the jankiness of it. Oh, But jank. some people really like... <laughs> Phrase it for the like air quotes moral choices and stuff like that, and it's like there's none there you, really. Yeah, there are no decisions, are there? You Not can, really. You can say something nice, or you can say the same thing in a mean yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's about it. I mean, yeah. In, in any moral decisions are like you know, you can uh, blow up megaton or not. You can right. like kill an entire population of people. Yeah. Or at the end of the game, you know, spoiler alert, you can put the FEV virus in or not. Right. I did, I did that. Did you? Yeah, I did that. Damn. Yeah. RIP. And it did the thing at the top. Karma. Bad karma, oh, I'm dude. sure, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't do that, but. You play the game, and you're right. You don't have the same level of decision making. Yeah. And there are precious NPCs in this game. So, like, in the first two games, I, you could probably kill every NPC in the game. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can. There yeah. were almost none that were invincible, but this game is not like that. Oh, no, yeah, this is something that uh, I, I'm going to say that Bethesda does. Use that phrase a lot. This is something that Bethesda does that bugs the shit out of me. Yeah. Because they have, and in Fallout 4, they get really happy with, like, essential NPCs. Yeah. Yeah, this Which, game. Which, not that I want to, like, kill all the NPCs or anything like that, but it's but like. I like the, to be able to. Yeah, it's about having the choice, and it. My, I, I like uh, Fallout 3, but one of my big critiques of it is that, like, they, Bethesda kind of mislocates what's good about the original Fallouts, Fallout 1 and 2. To me, Fallout it's 3... It's not really about it being an open world. It's about having a story that's very dynamic. Right. And can adapt to anything you do. Well, you feel like you're in that world. Yeah. And that you can affect it however, however yeah, yeah. you can figure out to affect it. 
Whereas Fallout 3 feels like you're in a game. Yeah. And you have yeah, to play exactly. the game the way the game is set up to be played. And when you have, you know, essential NPCs that can't be killed. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how many times you blast them in the face with the combat shotgun. This is a game! They'll this get is a back game. up and they'll still talk to you and give you the quest. Remember Jumanji? Yeah. Did you watch that new version of the, the, no, the first Jumanji movie? When they get sucked into the game, an NPC rolls up and he acts just like an NPC. They, they think it's yeah, just yeah. a person at first, but then he keeps repeating himself <laughs> and they ask different questions. That's what it feels that's like very, in this game. Funny, it's like yeah. it's very NPC, yeah, NPC. No, pretty much. That's it. Um, we should talk about some of the jankiness <laughs> and weirdness of these games because they are so very yeah. weird. Bethesda games in general are weird. First of all, it's got that Bethesda ugliness. It makes oh, yeah. you think that Todd Howard just hates humanity because every person <laughs> just looks ugly. Well, ugly. That, that really is more of that era of uh, Bethesda games. It's not as bad as Oblivion. To be fair, it's 2008. It's yeah, yeah. It's a long time ago. The 3D graphics come a long way. Yeah, it's, it's still using the same Oblivion engine, but they reined in some of the character creation a little bit. Yeah. So that you can't make... God, Oblivion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is the most awful, horrific-looking <laughs> stuff you can imagine. It's just wild. I feel like in this game, every character kind of just sort of looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird because my character had a nine intelligence. Yeah. You should be brilliant, basically, with nine intelligence. And yet, all through the game, all of my uh, responses to NPCs all sounded stupid to me. Yeah. Sometimes you would just get two or three stupid ways to say the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, if, what, is this a level four intelligence? This is what this looks yeah, like. The dialogue I'm supposed to be weird. nine. Yeah, yeah. Where is my super intel? Where are my intelligent questions to ask? Yeah, where yeah. are my... See, with nine intelligence, you should be able to participate in, in a, a higher level of dialogue. Yeah, and yeah. they should give you additional quests and things and, and options. I don't know what it's like to play a two intelligence yeah. in Fallout 3, but it's probably not that different than it was playing an eye. I don't know if they did the low intelligence options. I know that the dialogue... I wish I had some specific examples. But some of the dialogue options are very odd. It's like, why would I respond in any of these ways? So many weird things happen in this game. So, like, for instance, I was helping the scientist woman yeah. escape. This, the uh, enclave shows up, yeah, and yeah. you got to get her out. Uh, the, a bunch of scientists. First of all, what was funny is we walked out the door, and immediately she starts getting shot by an enclave guy. <laughs> and this is a woman who's just wearing a uh, uh, like a, a, doc, like a doctor's yeah, like a white scientist. Uh, uh, I keep wanting to say cloak. What, yeah. What's the word I'm looking like for? A smock. <laughs> Smock, is that lab the right coat. word? Lab coat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's dressed like a scientist. So yeah. she walks out the door. First thing that happens is she takes machine gun fire yeah. like to the head. <laughs> she takes a whole clip right in her head, and then she pulls a, <laughs> yeah. a sledgehammer out from somewhere. She didn't have it before. Oh, she just kind of reaches, yeah, and yeah. bam, she's got a sledgehammer. <laughs> and then she starts whacking this guy who's wearing full power armor. You want to talk about being uh, yeah. taken out of a game. Yeah, yeah. Bizarre. <laughs> and that happens all the time. Like you said... Head crippled. So you'll be fighting yeah, yeah, a super yeah. mutant, for instance. I'll be in his face with an assault rifle. I will dump an entire clip. <laughs> he stands right there. He's just standing there. And he will grab his face and it says, head crippled. Yeah, yeah. But then he just kind of wipes the blood out of his eyes and pulls his gun back out and starts shooting you. But what's even worse than that, I got a missile launcher. Yeah. And I remember missile launchers for part one and part two. They did some damage. You shoot somebody with a missile launcher in Fallout 1. Oh, yeah. They're guts. Yep. They're Quake 1 guts. Yeah. 
And the first time I pull it out, I shoot a super mutant with it, point blank, and it doesn't even knock him down. <laughs> he's still shooting at me. It did. He did damage. Yeah. But he's still shooting at me. I was like, this That's takes wild. me out of the game 100%. Huh. Why are you not 20 feet away, at least, on yeah. the ground? Well, you should be bits. You well, should be yeah. paint on the wall. But you're just standing there. You took it. Weird. Th- that, took the it like game, a champ. That, the game is full of that kind of jank. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stuff that makes no sense. And just, you know, all those big Bethesda games are pretty buggy anyway. I, I went, remember one time in one of my rampages, I walked outside, and for some reason, Lucas Sims, the sheriff of Megaton, was just on a roof. Yeah. And he just started shooting at me from <laughs> across town. <laughs> like, why are you on the roof, man? So I went to Megaton, and they said, um, we want you to disarm this bomb yeah. for us. If you do that, we'd mighty we'd be mighty appreciative. I didn't quite have the science to do it yet, so I'm just doing quests, trying to get some points to raise it up. And I run into this guy, and he says, hey, uh... <laughs> I'll pay you some money if you make yep. that bomb explode. And I basically said, get lost. Yeah. Go suck an egg. And he's like, well, hey, I'll be right here if you if you change your mind. Yeah, I know. So I went to the sheriff and I said, hey, there's this guy who's, you know, thinking about blowing this town up. You might want to check into it. And I didn't expect this, but the sheriff's like, well, let's go get him. <laughs> so I'm following behind him. The sheriff, by the way, dressed <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. like a cowboy. So I'm following behind this cowboy like, all right, let's go get him. And we go to the, the bar or whatever. And he was standing right in front of him. And he's like, I hear you want to blow up the town. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. that's hilarious. I want to do no such thing. Well, it escalates. And the sheriff's like, you're coming with me. Yeah. And the guy says, I don't think so. Pulls out a gun, lights him up, kills the sheriff. Um, and then he looks right at me and he says uh, something like, this isn't the last of, uh, you know, you haven't heard the last from me. I'll see yeah. you again. From Mr. Burke. Implying that he's yeah. about to leave and then, you know, whatever. So I just pull my gun out and blow him away and yeah. kill him right there on the spot. Um, that's Fallout 3. Yeah, pretty much. That's wild. That's the kind of stuff yeah. you get. That's the fun part of Fallout and 3. And the funny thing, too. <laughs> that's the kind of wild stuff you get into when you're just wandering around doing random stuff. It's even If you want even jankier, uh, because I had some insider knowledge here. I went in the bar, and I've never done this before. I just walked up and just shot him. I just didn't even talk to him. I just walked up and shot him. You just So basically, you just walked into Moriarty Saloon. Nobody knows you. You haven't talked to anybody. You just pull a gun out. And shoot somebody in the head and just kill them. For no reason. And you get karma, and no one does anything. It, yeah. <laughs> there are times when there will be a full-on firefight going on. Yeah. And NPCs will just be standing there like nothing's happening. Shouldn't you be scripted to run away or something, or at least put your head down? Yeah. And, oh, what I was telling you to finish that little thing about the scientist. So, anyway, we take care of the Enclave person, and I'm escorting her. I've got power armor on. I've got all the weapons. These scientists have nothing except the lady who had a sledgehammer for some reason. And I'm protecting them from all this harm and danger. While you're walking down the tunnels, if you engage her in combat, she's like, what do you want? In the same way that she spoke to you the very first time you ever spoke to her. It's like, yeah. should she not now be treating me with some sort of common decency now yeah, that I'm weird. helping yeah. her? So weird. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I didn't have that issue. I think she was always nice to me. That yeah. kind of stuff happened a lot where I felt like the tone of the NPC's yeah. reaction to me didn't make any sense. I don't disagree with that. The first I time you meet the Brotherhood yeah. of Steel, yeah, they're sort of like, hey, pal, why don't you move along? It's dangerous over here. Yeah. And I kind of get that. Because I'm just some guy out here, whatever, and you guys have power armor and big guns. But when I did, uh, after I did those quests for the Brotherhood, and I had their power armor, yeah, 
then when I met Brotherhood uh, folks in the future, they treated me the same way. It's like, well, aren't you curious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why some just some guy is walking around in your power armor? What well, do you say? You hey, bud, so. how'd yeah, you get yeah. that set of armor? It's like, oh, well, who are you? Interesting. Are you one of us? Yeah, yeah. Nope. Hey, civilian. Hey, sport. You need to get out of here before something <laughs> bad happens. Crazy. So like I'm wearing power so armor and a missile launcher. I know these games are hard to make. I know that trying to flag all these reactions is a got to be a giant job and blah 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 and whatsoever. But it does take you out of the game when you expect a different, oh yeah, for sure, emotional no. reaction and you don't get it. <laughs> no, it definitely does. One of the one thing that I've seen in this game that I've never seen in any other game before. I mentioned Quake earlier. Yeah, the original Quake one. Well, if you remember, and if you've played that game, if you did enough damage to a, an enemy, they would it would jib them. Yep. Which just means that they turned into fleshy chunks and exploded all over the place. Fallout has combat amputation, and I have never seen anything like this in any game before, nor have I seen it since. Which is, for instance, if I have a forty-four Magnum, yeah, scoped uh, pistol, uh, handgun, and I shoot uh, and kill a super mutant. Aiming at the head, the head will just pop off the body <laughs> as though I had taken a surgical laser and yep. cut it right at the throat. <laughs> Same applies to any other part of the body the arm, the leg. You shoot them in the leg and kill them, bam, that leg's just gonna pop off. It's like, wow, I shot you with a shotgun in the leg, and <laughs> like a uh, Barbie doll, the leg just pops off for the arm. And just goes Look, flying. It's comic genius. It's comic play. genius. And if you get the bloody mess perk, it's even better. <laughs> I should have taken that one. Because you'll shoot somebody with like a silenced 10 millimeter pistol in the head and their entire body just explodes into <laughs> chunks. They fly at 100 miles an hour. It, it just is so explodes weird. all over the place. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Um, so if you decide to play Fallout... Uh, don't worry about the storyline. Just play the game. Just wander around, yeah, yeah. do stuff, you know, get into hijinks. And I will say, one of the things Bethesda does really well, ironically, because they don't do main stories super well, at least in my opinion, is they do all these... I don't know why I'm You've got to quit making that noise. <laughs> they do really small stories uh, very well. Like if you walk into some random shack in the middle of uh, the wasteland somewhere, mm -hmm. there's always some kind of story that's just in there. I yeah. know if you watch the H Bomber guy uh, video, uh -huh. Fallout no, 3 is garbage. Uh -uh. And here's why. He has a great bit where he, this is exactly what Bethesda does really well. Where he talks about when you go to the Enclave base uh, and you go to the cafeteria, the floor is grating. Right. So if you go underneath the floor, there's just a bunch of knives and forks and stuff like that on the ground. Ah. Like, you know, where they right. presumably drop, drop uh, knives and forks and shit. Yeah, we should tell some some interesting stories from our playthrough. So, yeah. you know, who cares about the mechanics, blah, 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 whatever. You just run around and shoot and pick things up, and you've got skills, but they don't matter a whole lot. But yeah. And it's, you do, it is, it is telling in, that we're not really talking about the main story. Yeah, how the cares? Bethesda, How the Brotherhood of Steel were kind of turned from an interesting faction to just sort of the generic good guys. Right. The Enclave, you don't really learn anything about them. They're just the generic bad guys. And it's interesting because you talk to people, and, like, the voice acting is pretty good. Oh, yeah, they and have good voice actors. They have... Liam Neeson and yeah. Malcolm McDowell in it. Right. The voice acting is good, and then you see some of the lines of dialogue, you're like, wow, some of this writing is pretty good, but for some reason, after playing the game for hours and hours and hours and playing through it, it's like, I just have no emotional resonance with this game at all, or anything yeah. that happened. Yeah. Like, you find your dad, and for some reason, I don't care. Yeah. 
It's weird. Like you find your dad, you don't even really talk to him that much. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Let's go, kid. Follow me." And then you, yeah. What? What? Am I watching Obi Wan? That's what happened <laughs> with Obi Wan. Darth Vader shows up, and I'm yeah. expecting a conversation. I apologize to anyone. I should have even brought it up. I know a lot of people like it, but yeah. uh, you know, Darth Vader shows up, and you think that Obi Wan would be like, Anakin. I I had no idea that you yeah, were yeah. still alive. What what's been, what's happened? Instead, he just turned. He runs away. He doesn't even say. A, does he even say a word? I don't. I don't know. Whatever. I watched. I watched the first episode and wasn't really into it. So anyway, you, so you meet your dad, and it's like, I don't know. Yeah. This doesn't feel right. Yeah, it feels like an AI writing a program. This is how human interaction works. Yeah, and because the main story has to continue, no matter what happens, uh, no matter what you do, how terrible of a person you are, your dad always just kind of like overlooks it. You can, like you said, and I didn't know this until you told me, but yeah. you can blow up uh, Megaton, yep. and your dad just sort of hand waves it. Yeah. What what happens? He's like, I'm I'm so, I'm so disappointed in you. Basically, is what he says. <laughs> You could disown. You would disown somebody who did that. I know. It'd be over. Quest over. It's like, oh, you. Just, I don't want to be around yeah, you. Yeah. Or maybe, or maybe <laughs> not. But still, your dad is devastated and gutted. But but you're still family. And he wants to protect you. Yeah, yeah. I could see that you're, as you're, well. But be like, well, still, you know, things happen. <laughs> pretty much, he says something like, "You're you're you're my son or daughter, and I still love you, but I have no uh, no way to tell you how disappointed I am or something <laughs> like that." There's a scene with right, him. Buddy. All right. At the end, the very end of the, uh, almost the very end of the game, the Enclave shows up. Yeah. Project Purity. Um, your dad is in there with uh, a couple other scientists, and this psycho shows up, and he's like, you better tell me how Project <laughs> Purity works, or I'm going to make you suffer for it. Colonel Autumn, and, I think his name is, yeah. Yeah. And your dad is trying to play for time, or blah, blah, whatever. He's like, I can't, I don't, the thing doesn't, you don't understand. The machine does not work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Now, make the machine work. I'm serious right now. The machine does not yet work. And actually, I'm giving him a lot more emotional power yeah, than yeah, he yeah, exhibits yeah, yeah. No. in the show. He's very matter-of-fact and nonchalant about it. And uh, finally, Colonel Autumn's had enough, and he pulls his gun out and blasts this scientist. Yeah, yeah. What do you think now? And he's like, oh, um, I wish I could remember the exact words, but basically... It's like he has no emotions. He is the machine. Yeah. You know, you were talking about the android earlier. Yeah. Your father's an android. His emotional circuit is malfunctioning. Yeah. He's trying to fake human emotion, but it's not. It's not working properly. He had almost no reaction to what was presumably a colleague and friend, but at least another human being standing two feet to his right. Oh yeah. Just gunned down because of him, and he has no response. No one ever brings it up again. It's just weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that, the whole game is like that, yeah. where you just have this, the emotions are not right. And again, I know, I know. The jump to 3D and all the things that go with it, and blah, blah, I know, it's hard. Well, it's, it's a lot it's not to an do, excuse. Uh, but it. it took me out of the game 100%. It's like, how can I be immersed when humans don't act like humans? Yeah. I expect Look, human emotion <laughs> and feeling. Normal human behavior that, that, on some level. That feeling of not being emo emotionally, not to spoil anything, <laughs> that feeling of not being emotionally invested in the story, just hang on to that for Fallout yeah. 4. When you play... Oh, oh boy! <laughs> oh, man. Are we even going to play Fallout 4? I'm, I'm fine with it. Once again, like <sighs> Fallout 3, I still like it. Maybe we will. I've heard the shooting's better, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not really excited about the concept of playing through another soulless... Look, just wait for it to go on sale. 
Yeah, when it's in, when it's on sale for ninety nine cents, I'll pick it up and we'll yeah. play through it. So the whole game is like that. I think I think that might be a Bethesda thing too, where there's something soulless about it. I don't know. Um, I yeah. think the uh, you tell me are the are the fantasy games better about that than Fallout was? Um, where you I, feel like you're dealing with people? I do think the uh, Elder Scrolls games are a little better. Yeah, in some of those regards, I think the stories are more interesting. Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah, but uh, they're still pretty pretty weird. Yeah. Pretty janky. So we'll tell you just a few things that happened to us while we were playing the game, just to highlight the the how you're supposed to play the game. So I'm walking around Megaton, and you you go down to the bomb. I couldn't uh, defuse it because I didn't have the yeah. skill. But you do meet these cultists down there who are like, "We worship the bomb, yep. the power of the atom." And there are some interesting personalities in that town. That yeah, guy yeah. who used to be a raider, and he's not anymore. Um, you can when you finally make it to Rivet City, and for some reason it was so hard for me to get there. Yeah. Um, there, there's this one guy who's like, "I need you to go get the Declaration of Independence." Oh, so you can funny. go on a quest to go get the Declaration of it. I didn't do yeah. it, but you could. I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah, to. yeah. Uh, I was going to tell you stories about, how, but I think I think I already told you all my sto- my cool stories yeah. about the game, um, because I. I wrapped those up pretty quick after I started yeah, yeah. following the main storyline. I mean, I was wandering around and I ended up that lady's making a guidebook and Wait, you're like, I'll help you out with it. Yeah. So, uh, first she sends you to a supermarket and there's a death claw outside. I remember death claws from Wait, fallout one and two. Claw? There was when I was there. Oh, that's interesting. I've never seen but that. It was almost dead. I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, but it's like fallout one and two, even when you're geared up, a death claw will end your life oh, yeah, yeah. quick. Yeah. Yeah. Power armor, everything. You're still toast, possibly, to a death claw. And I was just starting the game, so there was no way. So I just snuck around him. Uh, it turned out later that he had almost zero health left, so I, I ended yeah. up killing him just because I could because he was almost dead anyway. But Interesting. So I go into the uh, supermarket, and you're Super looking Duper around. Mart. Super Duper Mart. Yep. Looking around. Raiders have taken up residence. So yeah. you're sneaking around. All of a sudden, you'll see a guy, and you have to take him out. You're looking to see what kind of food is left over and blah, 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 and whatever. And you're you're trying to find – she sent you – it's a weird request. She sent you there to see if there was food. I think she wanted to know if the Raiders were camping there because they had a food source at the store. Well, yeah, Something she's, like she's that. trying to make a survival guide for yeah. the wasteland. And she's like, well, you can mic and scavenge for some food. Right. So go do some research, see if you can find some food in the supermarket. Right. And uh, so I'm walking around and doing stuff. I'm lockpicking some things. And uh, using some terminals, and there's like, oh, there's a Protectron, and I had never yeah. seen that before, so I messed around with it and started it up, and then this thing starts attacking me. He's like, wow, I shouldn't have started <laughs> that thing up at all. Yeah. So I reloaded and started the Protectron back up, and then just got out of his way. Yeah. And what's funny is you know, I'm hiding to let him get get some distance, and you can hear him in the distance talking to the Raiders, like, <laughs> stop right there. You, you are blah blah. You are a, a vagrant. Get out of here. Kim, 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 kim. Whatever. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, let's see. Wandering around. You know what's weird what? is that radiation doesn't feel dangerous in this game at all. No, it doesn't. You always kind of have a warning, and it doesn't really. You can take you so much. Yeah, yeah. And I just had tons of rad. Like in in Fallout One and Fallout Two, the medicines that treated radiation, you could get them. If you knew how, you know, if you knew, yeah, oh, yeah. like, oh, I kill this guy and he's got a ton of it and I'm fine for the rest of the game or whatever. 
But in this game, you just find that stuff all over the place. So I had so much Rad X and, and so also, much Rad Away. In the first two games, you don't actually know that you're getting irradiated unless you have a Geiger counter. Right. Which is an important thing. Right. It's kind of how radiation would work in real life. Yeah. You wouldn't know if you're getting you irradiated. Feel it. Yeah, yeah. You can't smell it. Until you know you it. travel and you get stopped and you're like, oh, you're sick because you have radiation poisoning. <laughs> right. So radiation weirdly felt like it should be the overarching enemy yeah. in a in a land like like uh, Fallout. Yeah. You should be terrified of getting radiation. But it's just no problem in this yeah. game. Everything you eat, if you eat a chip, you get some radiation. If you drink some water, you get some radiation. You just pop some pills and you're fine. Who cares? Yeah. As a matter of fact, that lady we just mentioned gives you a, a quest where she says, go get 600 rads of radiation and see what you feel like. Yeah, yeah. I did not do that. Oh, you didn't do that? She tells you to, to go get a mine as well, and, and I just ignored it. But I somehow found a mine at some point, and I came back to speak to her again, not even about that, just to visit the store. And she said, oh, you found the mine. Yeah. And I, you had the opportunity to lie to her and tell yeah. her that you went to the minefield to pick it up. So I did that. And you lose <laughs> karma. The karma's a little weird. In Fallout 1 and 2, you would lose reputation or karma if you did something that affected your public reputation. Yeah. If you stole and no one saw it, it had no effect on you. Yeah, yeah. Now, in this game, if you steal and no one sees it, you lose karma. Yeah. I don't even know what that does to you. And the karma is just kind of whatever they decided is good or bad, basically, which is kind of, once again, like I told you about how I went and just shot Mr. Burke in the face in Uh Moriarty Saloon. Yeah. And nobody did anything, and I gained karma. Yeah, that is that would be despite an evil that, action the way you did it. Yeah, I, despite the fact that in the game I didn't talk to him. I didn't know him. Uh-huh. I didn't talk to anybody in the bar, so I just walked in and killed somebody. Everybody in the <laughs> bar should have either screamed, run out, yeah, or yeah. opened fire on you immediately for But that. the game decided that, you know, uh, that's okay, which, I mean, it is in that case, but uh, not in the specific uh, situation where I didn't know it. Yeah. So that was weird. Anyway... Lots of weird stuff. One of my favorite little weird things in that game (laughs) is there's this area in the far north. There's a lot of interesting stuff really far north in the game. Mm. But there's this area like with these like big satellite dishes you can see in the distance, big like telecommunication towers. Okay. And you can go in there and there's just a bunch of raiders. There's nothing in there really, which is kind of uh, disappointing. Um, Oh, I've got a few good stories actually. I'll tell you. Yeah, let's hear them. But (laughs) one of my favorite little just weird things that Bethesda put in there is there's like a chessboard in there, huh. and all the pieces are just tiny little gnomes, hmm. tiny little garden gnomes. I guess they just shrunk down the, the, uh, uh, the model. Right. Just made it the pieces. I don't know why that cracks me up so much. That is funny. I, I do like little stuff like that. Another lost opportunity in this game. This game has Vault Eighty Two. I think it is. Mm. It's the sort of like Gary Vault. Doing air quotes. Gary. Yeah. It basically, there was a. They did an experiment in there, where they just cloned this guy named Gary over and over again. But they eventually. Uh, I guess they just started to degenerate a little bit. Right. And <laughs> they're all hostile, but they only say Gary to you. <laughs> so you're just walking down this dark corridor and you just hear, ha ha, Gary. And somebody just starts shooting at you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wish I would have gone there. Vault, Vault 82. You That's know it. what? You can go through the whole game. You said going up north. You can go through the whole yeah. game and never visit that air, that part of the map. Yeah, no, I that's think true. you just go northwest, a little maybe north. Maybe southwest yeah. a little bit, but it's mostly southeast. So Pretty that much. whole section, yep. that whole upper north and northeast section of the yep. map, I didn't go up there. And that has some of the most interesting stuff. You have the Republic of Dave too, which is this yeah, weird like there. weird like cult in the northeast part of the thing where they're having like an election. Right. I think you can like rig the election if you want, which I didn't do that. And it has one of my favorite quests in the whole game from Herald, 
Yeah. His name from the first two games? Harold, the, the ghoul. Yeah. With the, the tree, tree growing out of his head. Yeah. He's actually in there in an area named Oasis, oh. which you can. That's actually one of my favorite. I won't spoil it. But that's one of my favorite quests in the game. Huh. Okay. Is uh, Oasis. It's kind of hard to find, but. I missed all the fun yeah. stuff. I did all the boring stuff and missed the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. When, like I said, Bethesda, the way to play it is oh, there's the main quest. I'll do a little bit of it, and then I'll just ignore it and just go do something else for hours and hours. It was fun enough, but the end of the game was a, a massive slap in the face to me yep. because one thing you got to get from Fallout, one thing that Fallout 1 and 2 nailed were the endings. Yeah. And the reason is every discrete location, every town had a circumstance, and at the end you, found, you find out how your actions yeah. affected these towns. So you could do nothing, and then it would just still tell you what happened. Yeah. Like Metzger from Part 2, He's a slave guy. Yeah. If you do nothing, at the end of Fallout 2, there's a slide that says he grows in power and influence and uh, sort of takes, you know, becomes a powerful person yeah. in that area. Or you could take the guy out. Yep. And in the end slide, it reflects what you did. Yeah. You know, it tells you what happened. You get to the end of Fallout 3, and it just says some, it just babbles about nonsense and really says nothing. Yeah. You selflessly or selfishly, depending <laughs> on your choice. Yeah, uh, did this and that and blah blah blah. And who cares? And then no slide about Megaton, no slide about yeah, the Republic no. of Dave, like you just brought out, or the Brotherhood of Steel, or the yep. Super Mutants, or anything. It doesn't tell you any of that stuff. And I thought, oh my god, they talk about dropping the ball. I know it's, Todd, it's so unsatisfying. Todd, for God's <laughs> sake, you play it. You're you are making a Fallout game, yeah, yeah. and you don't have slides for each of the areas that you affected. What happened to Rivet City? Yeah, yeah. What happened to Galaxy News? What about Three Dog? Yeah, you know, he's just sort of in the story for a second, then you just forget all about it. That's crazy. Yeah, like I said, I think uh, Bethesda kind of sort of mislocates what makes it good. They thought, well, Fallout 1 and 2 are great because they're sort of open worlds where you can do anything. That's not really what makes Let's them good. Let's get Todd on the show. Yeah. Todd, what were you thinking, yeah, Come on show if you want to. Oh, my God. I would, not want, Todd, to, I would not want to listen to him spin Fallout 3 for 45 minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there's actually, I should have sent this to you, but there's a video on YouTube. I think it's a documentary, but it's it's just basically a bunch of clips of the guys who worked on Fallout 3 uh -huh. talking about it. Huh. Oh, I, I do want to watch that. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll send it to you. And it's sort of telling how little they talk about, like, the story and stuff like that. They're just talking about, like, making the game fun and stuff yeah. like that. Right. Which, once again, is fine yeah. in and of itself, but not so much for Fallout when you have the expectations of 1 and 2. Yeah. And there's to me, to me, there's nothing that sort of illustrates that a little more or more than uh, the way sort of nuclear weaponry itself is sort of treated in the game. Because, uh, like, you know... I did have the fat... I did have the fat boys. Yeah, those yeah. Those little that, nuclear trying, launcher things I'm trying that to you organize could use. my thoughts a little bit here. And what's funny about those, you would think that would level the whole area. I think so. But if I missed the mutant by... Oh! Funny story. Yeah. So I was trying to hit... There's one guy who was kind of uphill, and this one super mutant, I had no health... Basically, and no way to heal myself for some reason. Yeah. So I had the fat boy out, and I was like, well, this will take care of him. I can get by. And I was trying to hit him, but I couldn't get the arc quite right. He was yeah. on a platform above me, and he was surrounded by sandbags. And so I would hit the sandbag <laughs> with the the uh, the fat boy, and nothing would happen. Yep. He would be fine. Know, oh, it's oh so the sandbag protected you from this low-yield nuclear device? Okay, whatever. Yeah. No, the, the yeah, the fat man. It's like you know, the first game is literally just about like 
a, an entire species that has just been collectively traumatized by nuclear war. Yeah. And the different ways that people react to it. You have, you know, the violent raiders. You have people like mm. the followers of Apocalypse who are sort of pacifists. Mm -hmm. The Brotherhood of Steel. And you have, like, the super mutant master. And, <laughs> and you know, uh, the only people who have, like, nuclear weapons are going to use it for, like, destruction, basically. Yeah. Whereas, like, in Fallout 3, they're like, haha, you can get a mini nuke launcher. Hey, I, you open a bathroom drawer. I didn't, I didn't drawer word that well, but I know one. what I'm trying to say. I know say. what you're yeah, saying. You're like, why can I just get a hold of this in the yeah, land? Yeah, yeah. Why are these just around? It's like, why is this, you know, the I central I had like 15 theme. or 20 fat boys. Yeah. In my, how did that happen? And I wasn't buying them. I was just, I just found them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing the game. Yeah. Uh, why are there super mutants anyway? In the first game, you learn that super mutants are sterile yeah. and that the master was in charge of the program to create them. Yeah. Well, you blow up the base and you kill the master. Now, I guess his cultists are still out there. Well, it would have been like 120 years before this game. Yeah. On the other side of the country. There should be no super yeah. mutants. Yeah. I don't think. I don't, yeah, I don't understand why there are super mutants. Now the super mutants themselves, who are, are not that the intelligent, Coast, yeah. are supposed to be trying to spread FEV. It's like they can't let go... It's like they think that Fallout is super mutants and radiation yeah. and FEV and the Enclave and the vaults and, oh, yeah. and the vaults and, and that's the vault dweller. That's another thing too. Is I think it's sort of interesting to note that most people probably don't know is is the only games post Fallout One that take place out of a vault where your characters have actually comes from a vault are the Bethesda games. Yeah, Two and New Vegas don't. You're not a vault dweller. Yeah. It's like, oh, we just got to have all this stuff that all the other fault. Right. Yeah. New Vegas, you're you're a, a courier yeah. or something, and you have amnesia. Yep. I haven't played it yet, but I know it starts off something like that. Right. You're not some guy who came out of a vault. And it's like, Bethesda, it's 200 years. In your, in your storyline, <laughs> we're 200 years out. Yeah. We should have some sort of development, some sort of – if you're going to – now, you don't have to put the game 200 years from the original if you want to yeah, revisit yeah. that apocalyptic scenario. But if you're going to – we should the the world should reflect what can happen yeah. over the course of two hundred years. Well, hey, you can play Fallout seventy six. The you should have game. new factions. Yeah, yeah. Too, I mean, why should the Brotherhood of Steel still exist necessarily? Should everything yeah. well, be yeah. such a dump? Should there should be no super mutants? They should not be super mutants. Not, that that far definitely down the not line. on the East Coast. Uh, you should have more government at that point. Probably yeah. regional powers who have taken over. Yeah, maybe even reestablish control of the United States of America at yeah. that point. Instead, the Enclave is still some fledgling. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. No, it's it's very strange. It's just weird. It's not right. It doesn't make sense. It's like let's just take. They just made a gumbo. They, Todd Howard's in the kitchen. Got his apron on. Yeah. He's like, we gonna make some Fallout Three. <laughs> let me take a little this. Let me take a little that. All the stuff. He's he's got the he's got boxes of the first two games open. He's plucking out all the elements. We got a little bit of this, a little bit of that, stirring it up with his spoon. Mix it all together. We got a Fallout Three. Yeah, well, yeah. guess what? You don't got a Fallout Three. This Fallout Three is—I don't know what it is, but it's not Fallout. Yeah. It kind of looks like Fallout, sort of in a way. It's got the little guy, the little cartoon guy, and it's got the same yeah. kind of sounds, and it's got vats. But it is not Fallout in the same way that the first two games were. It's yeah, just it not the, the same thing. Yeah. It's uh, something different. Yeah. And whatever, that's fine. Todd made the game he wanted to make. Fine. And yeah. a lot of people love it, and that's fine too. But are you going to get me recommending the game to you? No. It stinks. But play it because you might yeah. like it. <laughs> no, they're fun games. Fallout 3 and 4 are good are good games. They're just not good Fallout games, in my opinion. We may play Fallout 4, and, and if Kevin can twist my arm 
and get me to play another Fallout game. Actually, what am I talking about? New Vegas is next. Yeah. We're playing New, New Vegas. Vegas is good. Because I've heard it's great. We're going to play New Vegas. I don't know when, when we're going to do that, but it, give us a few weeks to get through the yeah, game, yeah. and we'll talk about that one too. And we might possibly <laughs> play Fallout 4. I don't know. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. Tell us what you think. Have you played Fallout 3? Let us know in the comments. I'm assuming you're listening to us on YouTube. If you are, now's the time to like uh, the video if you enjoyed it. Dislike the video if you didn't enjoy it. Hit that. That's fine. Smash that uh, like button. Smash, <laughs> hit the subscribe button and subscribe to the channel because that helps us a lot. And we really appreciate it. Leave a comment and talk to us about Fallout so we can talk to you about it. If you're on Spotify or whatever, you know what to do. Rate the show, follow the show, all that stuff. You know what to do. I don't have to tell you. And if you're on Twitter, at TMC Brewing, we would love to talk to you there. Thanks for listening to the show. This has been Too Much Coffee. I'm Jason. This is Kevin. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And we will see you next week.